what's up? Oh. Hey, girl. Hey. What's going on? It's another fantastic episode of the Fem Noir Files. KB and Shug, what's popping? You need to ask KB that because you don't want to ask me that. I'm breathing. Can you? Oh, all right then. Well, I think we've established we're all breathing. <laughs> Sam, you won yesterday, so I'm excited about that. Yes, they did. And we are still undefeated in the MIAC, much to the chagrin of my daddy, because he's super upset. He's rooting for Morgan State. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we, we don't appreciate that. I and told him. The fact that he called you, that was, like, super petty. He was petty, because he was like, oh, I'm watching the game on TV. He's like, I know you're excited because, fam, you just got a touchdown. I was like, I am. But you calling to troll me, sir, and I'm not going to let you do it. But you guys were at the game, correct? We were in the yeah. cold. Yeah, it was nice. So that's why um, my voice might sound a little bit different. It's a little scratchy. But, yeah, it was kind of drizzly at first, like earlier in the day. Yeah. And then the, the sun came out, and then it was nice, and then it started getting cold, like, really, really quickly. So Correct. But we had a great time. And, of course, the Rattlers outnumbered the Bears, and it was a home game Which for them. Which crazy, but it's always like that whenever we it play is. Oregon State. I'm like, where are the kids on campus? Like, I want them to come out and represent, but... Shout out to Morgan State. They have a beautiful campus. They do. That feels super nice as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I guess I'm doing the drink of the day. So because I had brunch at home today, I made my own mimosa. So I had bubbly. I had Prosecco with, you know, Simply Drink now makes like a smoothie. No, I didn't. Yes, they make different smoothie flavors. So I mixed a little bit of my Simply Smoothie with Prosecco, and it was quite delicious. So that's a nice, great weekend beverage drink. So since you made your own brunch, what else did you have with this brunch? Oh, so I had grits. I bought some yellow grits from, where did I get these grits from? I think Trader Joe's. And just bacon and eggs, nothing major, but... I watched church online and then I got up and cooked because I was hungry. Yeah, some some, some watching church online people, you know that. What's the hey, list, right? The Lord knows our heart. Baptist, right? But y'all be at every other event and where y'all not supposed to be. We, but y'all cannot we, go to church. Hey, go ahead. We still tuned in online. We could have slept through it. We could have skipped it all together. But that's we what you tell yourself to make you feel good. Yep, okay. I do. Because right. even when we're in, even when we're in Mexico, I'm going to be watching online unless we can find a Baptist church in Mexico. We're, we're not, not going to have a chance to go to church. We're going to be on the shuttle going back to the airport. They got a seven o'clock service. I wake up for that. You ain't gonna be gonna wake up for nothing, girl. Bye. I ain't, I ain't putting my money on neither one I of y'all mean, these days. So, bye. like I just said. Well, we got to be up at any to get on the shuttle early anyway, but that's cool. All right. I got my $50 out of you, so I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you, KB. I'm still waiting on my $10. So where is that? You go ahead and cash out that now because you're not dependable. <laughs> go ahead and cash out my $10. That's fine. Oh, God. No, no, no. Let's do it now. I got my phone with me. Oh, no. I got my phone. Time on my phone, too. Let's do it. Go ahead and okay. cash out me because okay, I'm still so waiting. Why- while Suge is cash apping, let's talk about Meghan Markle. Did y'all see her interview? You didn't ask me what I was I excited didn't. about. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you excited about, KB? I'm not that excited, but I'm going to make up something to be excited about because you guys have ruined my, my whole aura. 
So anyway, what I'm excited about or partly excited about is that I had a great day yesterday going to Candytopia. It's here in Philly. And took it's um an experience where they have candy made statues and it's traveling around like the u.s i know it was in miami i want to say and then i know it was in atlanta i think it was in atlanta i know it was in new york because i tried to go to it when it was in new york but wasn't able to make it like the the day i wanted to go the tickets were sold out so i had purchased my tickets last month for my daughter and i and so we went and had a great time she had her besties with her who also came and it was a lot of fun like I ate a whole bunch of sugar that I shouldn't have eaten especially because we got a trip coming up but I just simply skipped dinner last night I felt like that was appropriate I felt like (laughs) the calories I took in for the candy they were dinner so I didn't eat and that's how you know I justified that move but anyway so we went to Candytopia and then we're going to go to this pumpkin glow in the dark thing tonight so you know, just doing family stuff and getting ready for Mexico, you yes. know, you know, am, am. getting ready for Mexico. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Wait, I want to know what kind of candy you ate. Shit, every kind of candy. <laughs> they had it in the room. Like they had every room you went into, they had like this bucket of candy. Like they had, I'm not a big chocolate eater. So they had like um, some chocolates in like the first room, I think it was. But thank God it wasn't like throughout the whole thing because I probably would have been upset. <laughs> so they had like airheads and um blow pops um not blow pops but what the tootsie roll pops and oh i love those they had the sugar sticks you remember the the pixie sticks? oh the pixie yeah sticks? yeah that um they had the trolleys or trolleys whatever you call them things trolleys oh no you're talking about right. yes and let's see what else they like literally like all the candies from your kid like they have nerds though you know i would appreciate it they had nerds but it was cute and you take a lot of pictures so i have a whole bunch of pictures to still upload we also went to an event afterwards to this maternal wellness um organization they actually fundraise to help out with maternal wellness so it's uh sponsored by oshan family center and it was pretty great oh that's good do i have anything i'm excited about not really. I'm excited about this trip coming up, honestly. And the thing is, I don't get excited about trips until like the week of before. I don't even try to think about them because they're so far away. But now I'm super excited. I have my clothes together, so I'm going to start packing. It's great. I don't have my clothes together. <laughs> Aren't you going to get up the day of impact? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you do? Well... Possibly. But no, I'm going to do it the night before. I'm going to do it the night before. Okay, very good. Very good. So I think as a mom, you can relate possibly to Meghan Markle's interview. Um, Because she, did you, were you able to watch any of it or see a clip of it? I don't give a shit about Meghan Markle. You don't say that. I knew you were going to say that. So she's doing an interview and the interviewer asked her how she was doing. And she said, honestly, no one has really asked me that question since. But she talked a lot about how hard it is being a royal and being a mom. And of course, we all know that the British tabloids have been ripping her a new one. Even though Harry has been trying to protect her, the first few months of motherhood have not been great for her. So I'm keeping Meghan Markle in my prayers because I think she's also sort of cut off from like the old life and her old friends that she has. Like she's not able to really communicate with them and talk with them. So I think that's not good. Are we supposed to be feeling sad for her? For Megan. 
Yes. You don't feel sad? No, she knew this. But I don't think she did. No. Excuse me, Elle. How many times do we say when you get with someone who has a certain status or is famous that your life changes? We saw that with the Obamas and how they couldn't move the way that they used to move and them talking about that. Enough people have talked about this happening that we should just not be surprised at this point. Like, can we not? Can we stop doing that? Can we stop acting surprised that your life is going to change? Can we? We can. All right. Thanks. I'm just. But that's I it. still. But I think even on top of like the tabloids is one thing, but I think the whole motherhood piece and possibly her having postpartum, I think that also may be sort of affecting how she feels as well. No. Yeah, that could be. I can give that to her. Okay, so well, we'll I just say it's postpartum then. Let's just yes. say that. All right, appreciate it. But that. I feel like we should be like her sister circle from afar. No, nah. and like no, I don't. I don't even know she knows she's black. I'm sorry. She does know she's black. Mm. KB, <laughs> I can't with you. Next. So the person who does know she is black <laughs> is Cynthia Arovo. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do. Did you see her tweet? Wait, no, I lied. That's not the girl that just got out of jail for killing. No, oh. that's oh god, I don't know her name. I Santonia Brown or something like Santonia Brown. Yes, no. Okay, but I don't know Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia Arovo is the woman that's playing Harriet, okay. and it comes out this Friday. Yeah, I want to go see it. I do too. However. People are upset. And I and honestly, I feel like this is another instance of people trying to sway black people to not support the movie like they did with Nate Parker and Birth of a Nation. And because Cynthia is British and Nigerian and they dug up these tweets that she wrote like six years ago that talk about black people, black Americans in particular, and using like using ghetto slang. So she she's saying that it's a negative for the for people, black people to use ghetto slang. So what she did was, and I'm going to see if I can go back and actually like read one of her tweets. Um, Un momento, por favor. So basically what she said was, she was applying to Joel Montague. I don't know who that is, but ghetto American accent. Baby, you know, I got you. I'm going to sing it to you, but I still got to do what I got to do. You feel me? And then scene. And she used, I guess, Ebonics vernacular when she was typing it. But I'm like, people, this is from six years ago. So why are you bringing up old stuff? And then, of course, people are upset because she's not even American. And she's playing one of our great black American hero heroines, Harriet Tubman. Is she black? She is black, but she's British and Nigerian. She's not American. That don't matter. She's black. She exactly, exactly. But people are super upset. Wait, she British her. and Nigerian, or you just mean she's British because she was born in Britain, but she's Nigerian? Like correct. She, oh, okay. Correct. Like her parents are both from Nigeria, but she was born and raised in Great Britain. Okay. Yeah, the shit don't yeah. matter. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Black people like to harp on shit sometimes. And I feel like anything somebody does, like somebody's always going to have a problem with it. Like you can't. Like sometimes you just can't win. Right. So let that shit go. But what about, excuse me, I know we weren't planning to talk about him, but what about Kanye West? I feel like he's still canceled. Yeah. He's an asshole. Well, we're not going to use the word cancel because we don't want to be a part of the whole canceling people out. But 
I'm gonna call it not support. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up. My friend actually, you know, sent me his album to stream. And I was like, you listening to it? I said, you know, he was like, oh, it's a dope album. I said, okay. I said, but you know, after him and the Trump situation and love affair, I was like, I really can't even listen to that. I can't even give it a stream. Like I can't even give it my streams. Right. Uh, I don't even give a shit if it's dope. Like I, I just can't even do it at this point. So I'm not going to say I'm canceling him, but he, the bitch is definitely for on mute for me. And, right. you know, again, you might be putting out awesome music. I just can't fuck with it. That's just me, though. Right. No, I agree with you. We all know that Kanye West is an amazing creative person. Like, I will never take away from his talent. For sure. But the things that he does personally, I can't rock what you do. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Yeah. So did did you see this article? You probably didn't, because I feel like she's a DC person. I yeah. did. I actually did. did. You watch it? This was Would the you? dumbest shit ever. <laughs> oh my god! I wanted to wait till we got on to curse y'all's ass out for putting this shit on my doggone reading list. Like, <laughs> yo, first of all, okay, so that little thing that she does budget with, what was it called the list or new list or something? Yeah. What is Isn't it called? It meant- Mint. Okay, she budgets using mint. Okay, so 28-year-old making $80,000 a year living in Washington, D.C. The shit is not realistic because the bitch got a, a great deal on a home. She did. Like, the neighborhood she lives in, nobody else can follow the same they thing sure because she got her house on, like, a whim. Okay, so that shit wasn't helpful. All right. <laughs> and then the only other thing I took away from it was like find deals about new like new buyer home programs. programs. Like, okay, yes. that was a good thing to kind of take home. I mean, it shouldn't does apply to me, but for somebody else, great. I just thought the shit was dumb as shit. And then she in here talking about, yeah, if you date, I'm sorry to say, but it also helps with my budgeting. What girl? Don't say that shit. Are you serious right now? Then, uh, <laughs> then I'm like eighty thousand dollars. I don't know. Like that's mid range. Like that's not mid range for the United States. So again, no. bitch is gonna be looking at you like, are we complaining? And then I was trying to figure out. She said she saved so much, but then I think chick said she had a thousand dollars in her savings. I was confused. Yeah. That, that you don't sound like you say very well, ma'am. I I don't right. know where we calculating that, but if you a great saver and you got a thousand dollars, but you can hear she pays down really large amounts on like her student loans and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, I just thought this shit was dumb as shit. I don't know who <laughs> take this. It just doesn't apply to like the norm. I was, don't you ever put nothing like this on my read list again. That's it. <laughs> I kind of agree with you because one, I was floored about her two gym memberships because she spends almost two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you could get a ten dollar gym membership at Planet Fitness and go, and they're open twenty four hours. Like, well, what I, are you doing? I spend like a hundred and forty nine dollars a month, but I that's for myself and my daughter together, right? right. So I, I didn't understand it either. And I got cycle, and I got all of the shit she talking about in one gym, and it really, it really would only be a hundred dollars if it was just me. But I was like, if you still thick, I'm confused. I don't know. Well, she can still be thick and go to the gym, but I just don't true. think she uses it. I'm going to be honest, though. I don't think she, she does. She does. But you know what? I think she just breast heavy. Her bottom, if you look yeah. at her waist, it was not yeah. big. Like, she no. was not big. I think she just got a lot of, like, a lot of titties. Yes. Okay. Speaking from somebody you? who doesn't have titties, I guess I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I can't with you. I got a little but chicken, I, but it's not much. You, right. But I also thought even the program that she did, that they gave her a lot of money. $13,000 down? No. She saved $13,000. Oh, right. They gave her $64,000. Yes. Again, that was like one of the points I took home. Find out there's programs out there for you. Search and yes. look for them. Great. Yes. But again, the neighborhood she's staying in, she said her house was what? two fifty. The houses in the neighborhood average seven forty or something shit like that. It was yeah. something stupid. But she also bought her house like three or four years ago before the market really started to go up. It went up that much? Yes, girl. Look at these houses in DC. Oh my I have how long have I been in my house? Four and a half years. And I already have almost a hundred thousand dollars in equity. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy in these streets. Okay. But and yeah, don't, you, don't ever put nothing like this on my reading list again. I'm gonna say that again. Okay, I got you. I just thought it was interesting. So one thing I think that we can get behind and support, though, is the stance that Ben and Jerry's has taken of African-American reparations. Yes. So the next time I go to the grocery store, I'm buying up all the Ben and Jerry's, okay? I know. And I know ice cream. And And I love ice cream. It's not on my diet plan right now. But I'm effing with Ben and Jerry's. And, you know, they just did a commercial for another podcast that is a little risque. Like, not in a sexual way, but just in a thought-provoking way. So, Ben and Jerry's, I was like, who the fuck is running Ben and Jerry's right now? Because they own some liberation shit. Like, they really are. Like, they're living into that, though. Like I said, the the podcast that they support. Bitch, I'm about to write them a letter. Bitch, y'all want to support us, too? Um, but you know, I just, I was, <laughs> I was like, who, who's the CEO of this company? Like that I'm party. fucking with them. So I love this story. Like I sent it to my homeboy. Like, did you know about this? Like by Ben and Jerry, y'all. <laughs> right. Seriously. Go get some Cherry Garcia and some, what, what other flavors do they have? I don't, I don't even, Rocky I'm, Road. Telling, I'm trying to stay away from ice cream. So I can't tell you. Yeah, like listen, even when I'm doing right, which I have been, I've been boxing, I've been juicing, I've been doing good. But ice cream is the one thing that I just cannot let go of. I have been consuming it a lot less, Mm -hmm. which for me is great. Like I might have it once a week, but it still it still has to be in my shopping list. Well, you know, I think if you're going to cheat, let's cheat with Ben and Jerry's. Like, let's just say that. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have a cheat day. We're going to cheat with Ben and Jerry's. I think I'm going to commit myself to that. I'll take it. Boom. That's our agreement. All right, cool. Womp womp. We got another person who life ain't looking too sweet right now. Ooh. Trump. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watching this. <laughs> you know, okay, so here. I have been saying this man is not going to get impeached. Like, he's not going to get impeached. Like, I don't think he's going to get another term, but he's not going to get impeached. I'm not sure no more. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe this is going to really happen. So I don't know if you saw last week, but William Taylor, who's a top U.S. uh, diplomat in Ukraine, testified before lawmakers behind closed door for more than nine hours. He released a 15 page opening statement, which was available for viewing. And this guy is actually a Republican. So you know how the Republicans have been saying, oh, this is an attack from the Democrats and blah, blah, blah. This man has served as a Republican. He was also under, I want to say it was George Bush. He was under another president. I think it was George Bush, um, you know, working in his his cabinet as well. So this is not a Democrat by any means. He supposedly is very respected amongst uh, lawmakers in the government and has, I think, military background. So I was just really surprised that he stood up and said something. 
there's a website and I'll get that to you guys later that you can go to and kind of push for your senator to also stand behind if there is a vote that's had that they will back it. So I just think that we should be paying attention to this because things are getting quite interesting for that number 45. And that also brings me to the point of we are coming upon, you know, time for re-elections. Yes. Um, Elections period. So you guys, again, just kind of with the same thought of getting active and being active, pay attention to who are going up for these elections. A lot of times we want to vote for people just because they are black and we have got to stop doing that. Like, we your gotta skin stop. folk ain't your kin folk. Facts. That goes for white people too. Facts. Facts. And I think that's something that we have to pay attention to. Um, for anybody in the LA area, I recently found out about the Los Angeles DA, Jackie Lacey. Man, listening to the story on her, like, <laughs> when people say she don't care about black people and this bitch is black, like, I think that might match up with her pretty well. This lady but has wait been a second. doing some I'm sorry, but shit. Pe- mm-hmm. But people said that about Kamala Harris, too. I mean, maybe they got some shit going over in Cali. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the interesting thing about Kamala Harris is, am I saying her name right? You are. You know, they, they mentioned about her having going to Howard University, which I did not realize. Yeah. I knew she was a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yeah, she's such a Howard. And still not being able to connect with black people. And I'm not going to say she can't connect with any black people. I don't think we should use it as a, a blanket statement. But you guys have heard me on this podcast say before, like, I'm not really, I don't know much about her. And from hearing about when she was a prosecutor, it just didn't sound very good for black people. So they might have some shit going over in L.A. in that area where the the black prosecutors or you know whatever they just feel like they gotta lay down a hammer when it comes to black people over there but i think this da jackie lacy is another example of that and um i'll mention here in philly we have a councilwoman by the name of cindy bass who i always see her go up for re-election and i i want to say she's been a councilwoman for seven or eight years and you know some of the neighbors are like you know she hasn't done nothing and I think, again, that might be a really easy case for people like even me just voting for her because she's black. And it's like, nah, you vote for who has shown you or who you think will help to support you and further you. And that's Absolutely. big coming from me because y'all know I like everything black. But sometimes you got, like you say, what you, what you say, your kin folk ain't your no. skin folk ain't your kin folk. Just because they look like you doesn't mean that they are for you. No, and I think that's what we got to watch and really like just be super careful about. And so, you know, I'm checking into this other guy, Greg Palmier. Uh, so we'll see what happens. He he married to a black woman, got some some mixed kids, so maybe he got a little juice in him. Maybe he care about us. But you know, that's I, what people said about the Blasio in New York, just because his wife is black. But I heard he was actually like a good guy. Well, he is a good. He is a good. No, guy. I'm not talking about De Blasio. I don't know him. I'm talking about this guy Greg in Philadelphia. So okay. I'm going to do my research. So you know, everybody listening, do your research and not just choosing people be only because they are black or they the same color as you. Look at that history, you know, how we talking about Kamala and her past and, you know, even this D.A. Jackie Lacey. I hope y'all get her ass out of there. Everybody in L.A., y'all need to get her ass up out of that office. Like, for real, for real. Please. Like, that shit. Just go look her up. Google her. You guys will see the story. It's crazy. So, again, 
if y'all want to be on the side of you know safe and look like trump might be on out of here let's go ahead and get the rest of this shit out of here that don't need to be here either True story. You know what I just thought about while you were talking about elections and candidates? We should do like a series of election 2020 episodes next year. I love that. To get people ready for November. Let's do it. Perfect. I'm game. So in addition to speaking about people who don't always do right, I know we talked about going to see Harriet because it comes out Friday. In a few weeks, I think the movie Black and Blue comes out which one of my favorite actresses, Naomi Harris. I don't know, you know who that I'm is. About? Nope, I don't she, know who she is. I know the movie is coming out, and I, you know, I know about that, but... Yes. Isn't, isn't Tyrese in this? He is. Yeah. He is in it. He's about, to, he's about to get muted by me. I'm just going to be real He honest. was? Why? Yeah, Tyrese was doing some old... He was doing, like, 50 Cent shit. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was just mm-hmm. doing clown shit to get attention at one point. And it's like, yo, you're actually talented. You don't have to do the, the antics. Like, 50 Cent, of course, is talented. But I was just seeing him on, like, just saying stupid shit. Just, you know, trending in social media for saying stuff. Like, he was getting on my damn nerves. So, I hope this shit calms his ass down and he don't have to feel like he got to go and do stupid shit just for somebody to go see a movie. But anyway. Well, I'm excited to go see Black and Blue. So it comes out. And for those of you that have not seen the previews, it basically is about this woman, Naomi Harris, who's a rookie on the job. It's her first day on the beat. Her community thinks that she has turned against them because she's become a police officer. And then, of course, her fellow officers don't trust her because she's new. So on her first day out, she sees officers kill an armed drug dealer. If she catches it on her body cam. So they see her. They try to shoot her. She escapes. So she basically is trying to get to the precinct to show police officials the videotape before the other officers get to her and kill her. So not only are the officers trying to kill her, the community is also trying to kill her as well. And they put a bounty on her head. So I think it's going to be a very exciting movie and I'm ready to see it. And unfortunately though, it does bring up feelings of rogue cops, which we know we've had, I'm not even say a love hate relationship, but a very volatile relationship with lately because of killings that have happened recently. Right. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, the there killing you go, of a there you go asking for a uh, studio response, right? <laughs> I do because I want to because I want to have a conversation. But just like we know, like there have been, <laughs> so been a lot. We got to be laughing. This be well. I'm, no, you need to let me laugh because you know what? This is the first time I'm laughing on this episode. So just let it go. Thank okay, you. I'm gonna let you laugh. So, but in all seriousness, though, we know that there have been very volatile relationships with black people. Not even lately, because I feel like black people and authorities, it's been a, a generational thing, right? We know from the civil rights movement to after slavery was over. And I'm just thinking about like me teaching my students about Reconstruction and Jim Crow and how laws were created specifically in the South to arrest black people because of vagrancy laws and all this other stuff. But in any event, Black and Blue does bring up some not-so-great feelings. Um, But eventually, Tatiana Jefferson had her funeral this past Thursday. Mm. And we all know that Tatiana Jefferson is the woman who was shot and killed by a police officer in her home at 2 o'clock in the morning in front of her nephew. So 
the officer oh go ahead kb i'm i i heard that little thing about her having a gun i'm like yo she's in her house Thank it's you. whatever time in the morning and she has her nephew with her you think i'm not gonna protect my my house either like exactly. the, the excuses are beyond and it was just so sad to hear about that funeral it was i guess a little family drama but i don't even want to harp on that shit you know that's another whole damn episode about when people pass away and how family like start going at each don't other don't know how to act right don't know how to mm-hmm. act and you know you hear that and you don't want to believe it but then you have people that actually go through that and it's just sad it's like let's focus on what's at hand so i'm I'm still sad about i mean i'm sad about all these cases and i'm just like i think i've said before i'm tired of them i'm so tired of this stuff right and i feel like it's almost at a point where you're almost numb when you hear about it, when you hear about another one and you don't want to be numb because I feel like that's when we get complacent and it becomes second nature. Yeah. Yeah, It's never okay. It's no, it's like how y'all bring in a Dylan roof, pull that bitch to the Burger King, but you can't ever bring nobody black in alive. Like never. Right. Right. Y'all will shoot the the bitch running away from you because you felt in danger. They running away from you. Like, right. I, I, you know, but I, I know something got to change. Here's what I've been kind of thinking about. And, you know, people like to say I'm a little bit on the radical side, but and I don't like to incite, incite violence or anything like that. But it's going to be a point that we're going to stop doing this. Like, y'all have got to stop doing this. And mm-hmm. when what if we start feeling like we're in danger? You know, and those those things get turned. I mean, and that's why I can respect, you know, groups like the Black Panther Party so much. Yes. You know, like, yeah, they got a bad rap. But at the end of the day, they were about the community and protecting mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when can we start getting that again? Like we literally stop killing each other and start fucking protecting each other from this shit that's happening to us. Like, right. that's what I feel like we got to get back to. So if it has to be a resurgence of the original reason why the Black Panther Party started, then that's what the fuck we need to do. My friend always be laughing like, yo, KB, you totally would have been a part of the Black Panther Party. I'm like, yo, I would have been like straight mm-hmm. up because I understand what the purpose of is. I believe in that. And it's not about hating anybody else. That's not why that no. was started. Like, let's stop these misconceptions and like these stories. That's not why that was started. But when you have a group that is continuously targeted for 400 plus years, can we get a break? God right. damn. Right. I told my dad years ago that this country was not built to protect black people. Its laws were not created to protect black people. And I tell my students, especially in my African-American history class, if you all want to change the things that you see, first of all, you need to read. Because I said the first thing that they do to keep black people ignorant is to put it in a book because they know you're not going to read. So I was like, you need to do everything you can to dispel that myth. I said, and then number two, you need to get into the system and you need to change it, change it from within. I said, that's the only way you're going to make it work. And I always, and it's funny that you bring up the Black Panther Party KB, because I always say that they were around to make positive changes. And also it's because of them that free lunch is given to, in schools in the first place because they were giving children free food and feeding them in the community mm-hmm. from jump from the beginning that was one of their first things they also started a health mobile as well mm-hmm. 
But we don't talk about that. We don't, nobody says that. They talk about, oh, they were a gang and this and this, like all these other stories. And yeah, that might have happened over time where things kind of got a little bit awry, but that's not the original starting of how that started out. So yeah, I'm with you. Exactly. But even with them carrying guns, right? Because did you ever see the movie Panther? With Kadeem Harrison, Bokeem Woodbine, yes. it came out in the 90s. I remember. That is one of my favorite movies ever. And that's when I developed a crush on Marcus Chong, but we're not going to talk about that. That's a conversation for another day. But in any event, they knew the law. That's how they knew that they would that they were able to carry guns out in the open. Because at the time in California, that was a law that anyone could carry a firearm out in the open. And then once California legislators realized what they were doing, it was like, oh, they know the law. Shit. Like, we have to change it. And that's exactly what they did, unfortunately. But the thing is, is that we have to know our rights. We have to know the laws and we have to know what applies to us. And that way, that's the only way that we're going to be successful in protecting ourselves. And even though the laws are there, we also need to understand that they don't always help to protect us. Like, we Mm -hmm. have to remember that. Like, yeah, there's places where you can carry in the open. That don't mean that you can literally carry in the open as a black person. Point blank, period. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. And we have to start targeting those things and calling light to those things because that's where you call equal rights. So if, if old boy Joe can carry his out in the open, why can't Malik also carry his out in the open? Mm-hmm. But we don't get the same result. And that's right. the problem. So like you say, understanding what the laws are, understanding what our rights are, but then also understanding that we just can't do everything that they can do. So maybe we have to shut up. Maybe we have to actually be quiet and then start writing letters and finding out people's badge numbers and start bringing that shit to light once we've gotten out of that situation. Let's come out of the situation alive, but then let's go back in and fight through the judicial system. That's not really justice. Exactly. And become a part of the judicial system. Yes. And getting the right people in. So Mm -hmm. you don't have cases like DA Jackie Lacey. You know what I mean? So, you know, thinking that just because we got people at the table, they're not always talking for us. Put people at the table that's going to talk for you. Put people at the table that's going to do something for you. And guess what? When they don't do nothing for you, get their ass out. Yep. So as far as police brutality goes, like, it's to the point that I don't even, like, watching the news and checking on CNN. Because I feel like we hear about somebody getting shot every day. Yeah. And I think that that's mentally exhausting like it's already hard enough to be a black woman in america so i don't need to see or hear about any more black people getting killed and police not suffering the consequences of their actions so i feel like majority of these cases even if they are sentenced it's not for a significant amount of time like that amber chick i think she's she's appealing already isn't she yeah which is can we just bring that up because you were so oh my gosh emotional and so like sad and you hugged the brother as if you really recognized what you did but then you went Mm -hmm. back to appeal you got a light ass sentence and you go back to appeal instead of saying you know i did this it was a mistake i didn't mean to do it but i still took somebody's life Right. I can go do five. And I accept my punishment. Yeah. 
I wonder how yeah. that brother feel. I mean, you know, we supposed to forgive though. I'm sorry. Never mind. I mean, but also, forgive. can we talk about the can we talk about the black officer that shot the white woman? Then he gets sent to like 20 or 30 they threw years. They threw him under the jail. No. They sure did with the quickness. With the yeah. quickness. So we can't act like race isn't a part of this also. Because it's it most definitely is. It is a main factor. It, it totally it is. is. Yeah. And it was just like that narrative with, how do you say his name? Botham? Mm-hmm. Yes. Botham John. They were saying that the only reason why she even got any sentencing jail time anyway is because he was nearly perfect yeah think about that nearly perfect what does that mean you know whenever black or brown people are caught up in something they always try to paint us in the worst light and it was because he was like a really upstanding young man and they couldn't find any dirt on him and that was the only reason why she even got what what did she get 10 years 10 10 years years. but i think she's eligible for parole in five so i'm going to say she got five i'm gonna say that right and did you guys appeal that but she she's appealing and did you guys see the interview they did with two of the jurors one was a black girl and one was a white guy no Y'all, I was so embarrassed. Let me just say that, first of all. The black girl. Whoever she is, is that America? Is this your family member? Disown her ass. Like, the bitch is not invited to the family reunions. Moving forward. She's like, you know, if the brother can forgive, I felt like we should forgive her, too. But the brother didn't forgive until after everything was over. But he said he didn't he didn't want her to get any time. He said he didn't want her to get any punishment. He said that. I actually like listened to it again because our favorite pastor at Alfred Street Baptist Church actually did a really good uh service on that. Oh, but, I love Howard John. Oh my god, he's yeah. awesome. But he him. like that the little boy literally said that. So it that was one of the pieces that they felt as a juror is that made them not give her a very heavy sentence. That's one point. Mm-mm. And then she was like, Well, you know, and she seemed very remorseful. Have we forgotten did about she? the text messages that she sent afterwards? That like part. Did After we? she was trying to clean it up yeah. to her lover. We, we forgot that part. To the, her that's Mary. The married lover. Partner. Yes. So I'm trying to figure out, well, where was the remorse? And then you were texting instead of trying to give this man CPR or trying to revive him. Yep. You trying mm-hmm. to text your homies and your fellow mm-hmm. colleagues to figure Boys out how, blue. Like, how you going to cover up this story. Like, that doesn't sound like remorse to me. Remorse would have sounded like you jumping in, you got blood all over you because you trying mm-hmm. to save this man's life. You on the phone with 911. You trying to get the ambulance. You still trying to, you know, wrap it. Like, that's what remorse sounds like to me. The right. after remorse? Really? Sis. Right. That bitch is canceled. Whoever the fuck her family is, I'm embarrassed <laughs> for you. I'm so sorry. I wasn't going to curse this episode. Bitch. You know what, though, too? It goes back to what Suge said a few episodes ago, where we spend our time defending the victim and making them, instead of presuming that the victim is innocent, because they are, like, we go into defense mode and try to figure out how we can try to clean up their image or try to defend them so that the person who killed them or did them wrong is punished appropriately. But I think the team that they did put together, like, you know, I I talked about this in a previous episode. They said that was one of the stronger teams. I mean, look at it. We actually got a conviction. So we have to kind of look at that. 
but I just wonder where the cops are. Like, where are the black cops? Like, what happens in the room behind the closed doors? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I remember something came up a while ago and there was like the cops like, we take care of it behind closed doors. Like, that's supposedly what happened. Exactly. Because they wouldn't feel the need to do that. They wouldn't feel so open about it. Even with that lady that the murderer of, you know, Brotham. They said she was putting posts up on Facebook and so forth. So this was an outward deal for her. Like that's another piece by so being so remorseful, but she's had other racial commentary that she's left on her social media. So again, miss me with the, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, well, my question is as far as the police force is concerned, what kind of background checks are you guys really doing on these people? Are you really looking into them? Are you looking at their social media? Like, what kind of person is this before you just say, oh, well, they would be a good fit. You're hired. Because right. I feel like a lot of them are racist with guns, and they feel like it gives them a license to mm-hmm. shoot and kill anybody that doesn't look like them. Right. And they're getting away with it. The, and there's so many more mediums, like you were saying, Shook, that we can do background checks. Like, you have your typical background check, for sure. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But then, a lot of companies are doing social media background checks. Like, they're looking... Mm-hmm further into those people like why is the same thing not happening when it comes to the police or or is it and i know that you guys we wanted to have a special guest on today to actually talk about this a couple of special guests we tried a couple of times like we literally will have somebody booked and then the plug gets pulled so i don't know what do you what did you guys say okay so again listeners we had someone lined up a couple of people lined up to talk today that it literally kept falling through the hole both current police officers and retired police officers any thoughts about that i have yeah i have a question with that because it's like the person we were going to talk to for sure tonight they got pulled because it was kind of like you know yeah they had to get cleared so i also feel like can we even really have an honest discussion with a police officer without Mm -hmm. them having to think about what they're saying or the consequences and repercussions of what it is that they're saying. Like, will they get pushed back? Will they get fired? So how deep can we really delve into this topic? Right. And that's even if they're anonymous, like even if they agree to be anonymous and not share their name or what force they work with, like there's still the issue of them even speaking about their experiences. But also KB, you brought up something about doing background checks. And one thing I think that they need to add is, is that when they're doing psyche vows, because police officers do get psych evaluations, also include some racial bias questions. Mm -hmm. Ask them about how they feel about Muslims or black people or Jewish people or white people to really see how they feel about anyone who is other and how they would treat them. It doesn't even have to be implicit bias. It can be like those hidden undercover things. Like find that out because that Mm -hmm. definitely plays a role into how they see people and how they view people in the community that they're supposed to protect. And I know you brought up the movie that's coming out with an officer coming out of her own neighborhood. Yes. Being Black I and think, blue. I actually mm-hmm. think that that needs to happen more often. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the officers need to come and protect the neighborhood that they actually live in, that they actually yes. grew up in. Because you'll look at it differently. You'll know 
what's going on with what person and, and who to watch out for, et cetera, et cetera. I know a lot of these cops are actually just scared. And it's like, well, why are you a police officer? Like you are putting your life mm-hmm. on the line each and every day. You are a public servant. So that requires a different level of just armor and how you even approach things. So if you already have fear when it comes to stuff like this, you need to back the hell up. Like you really do. That's not the job you need to have. Like it's just really not. So I, I, you know, yes, I agree with you with the background checks. I was just so surprised in how difficult it was to even get someone today to be mm-hmm. on this podcast. We literally, this episode is coming out late because we kept, <laughs> we kept trying to get, get someone. Nobody. We, we couldn't get anybody. Three or four days. Three or four days, three or four people, <laughs> maybe five. And yes. we couldn't get anyone. And it's like, well, if the current police officers can't talk, well, where are the retired officers? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's your time to then stand up and try to help what's happening here. Have that dialogue. Have those conversations. Because whatever conversations y'all having in the locker room, they ain't working. They ain't working. Bruh, Mm. sis, they not working. Whatever y'all are doing in the locker room. No, they're not working. When you start calling fuckers out, then maybe something will happen. And if you don't feel like you can do that up front, then maybe it is something that you can lean on to your retired officer to maybe help out with. I don't know. That's the only thing I can come up with because I understand about you having a job and you, you know, so forth. But even when I'm in my current role, I'm black before anything. So are you mm-hmm. blue before anything? Like, is that really what you think? Like Some you people blue? do though. I'm black yeah. before anything. They feel like they're blue before anything else, and they yeah. will support that until the end. Well, they I, will support so, their brother in blue or their sister in blue before they make it. But a that's not your sister because your sister just killed your cousin. True. Well, your auntie, I mean, your uncle, your mother, your brother. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's not your sister. I mean, well, and I feel like that's why I wanted to have the discussion with somebody who's on the force. Because if you watch the Wu-Tang show, there is a police officer who was from the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And he had the he felt like he had to prove himself to the, the police officers. So he ended up killing a young man from the neighborhood just to show wow. how tough he was. Ugh. Like, the guy disrespected him, but he ended up killing the guy, and I always wondered, like, what happened to him. And that was based on a true story. So, That's yeah, crazy. there are some some black police officers who will put their badge before their skin color. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with elected mm-hmm. officials just because you black yes. and even I'm gonna add in even if you a woman like offer all the feminists right. I be wanting to get these women into certain yes, political offices child. that does not mean they finna let's talk about the lady in Alabama what was it the governor or the oh the governor yeah. Yeah. she's the one that yeah. signed the abortion bill she signed it who supported banning abortion she sure yep. did so just because yeah. you have a woman in these offices that's it and that's a good example to you know even when we think about black officers and I'm saying yeah make them come from the neighborhood but then yeah you can still have situations like that where are you trying to prove yourself and then mm-hmm. you sit up here and just do some bogusness to people that you already know are underrepresented you know just high rates of being incarcerated over any other group black right. and brown people like you already know we have we have been behind we're still behind we're still behind these fuckers have had a 400 year 
advantage okay and Mm -hmm. for you to sit up there and go out there so you know i i just employ any officer or even retired officer that is out there i'm willing us for us to try to do this again in the future like reach out with to us hit us up we want to hear from you we want to ask questions you can remain anonymous even if you're retired like we just want to have a conversation and ask questions because we do want to understand and see what part we can help support you whether it's you know for an active officer or even a retired officer but again and i think i said this earlier in the episode if you guys get stopped i i agree with it be quiet just don't Mm -hmm. even say shit fight Mm -hmm. that shit on the back end right get bitches badge numbers take it to Mm -hmm. court like fight it on the back end that shit is not worth your life on the front end at all learn the law so that you can protect yourself right that's the thing we're not educated on a lot of different things. And like I told my students a few weeks ago, learn the system, then become a part of the system so you can change it from within. Right. That's the only way we're going to see real change is that you first have to learn it. But really want to change the system and not want to help propel yours. Because I feel like if you're in certain positions, like if I go work for a nonprofit, I already know I'm not going into a nonprofit to make no money. Like right. that's not why you go into a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. I'm in a for-profit situation because I want to make money. I do what I do, though, because I help patients and I really want to see them grow and, and succeed. Right. So I just feel like just know your space. And if that's not where your heart is, my heart is into helping people. So mm-hmm. everything that I do helps people, even if I'm making money or if I'm not making money, I do a lot of service. My shit is to help people like that's just what I like to do. If your shit is not about helping other people and you go into a public servant job, yeah. You in the wrong space. The wrong Mm -hmm. space. Let's start thinking about what careers we choosing. I say that about teachers. No, no diss to the teachers. Ooh, Jesus. No, but listen to what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. A lot of people do not, and I'm not knocking anybody who didn't start off in education because my mother actually went to school for education. And the reason I'm saying this is because you had a lot of people who got out of college in different degrees that couldn't find a job and they just chose Mm -hmm. education. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that they just chose it because they ain't even trying to teach these damn kids. Mm -hmm. So again, when we talk about what you're living into your purpose, like the last episode, I'm going to say that again for this. And maybe we will get a different response because if those police officers are really there to serve and protect us, their attitude would be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that's can not your calling, teaching. Mm-hmm. Can I say something? Yes, you teaching? can, because I knew you was going to say that. But no. again, this is not. But this is not a slide no, to. No, I know it's not about. Okay. Me, but it goes. But it goes to what you said, though. So, in case for our listeners that don't know, I basically worked in corporate America for ten years before I switched over into education. And and one of my coworkers, who is a teacher and has been teaching for over twenty years, was like, "Oh, well, why did you like switch jobs? Why did you change?" I said, "Honestly, I love my job." I've always wanted to work in education. Do you know what her response was? What? Why? I'm like, girl. Oh, she was just trying to check you because she was like. No, she wasn't. She was like, why? Like, why would you want to be in education? Like, why would was you she, want to be in education? Was she in education? She is. Yeah. She's a teacher. She, yeah. Oh, my God. She's a teacher. And I'm like, girl, you may need to Rethink your, your, like, your career path. Like and one of my students today was like, you know, Miss L., like, do you like your job? I said, I love my job. She's like, well, what do you do all day? I said, girl, I do a lot. Oh. <laughs> you like, but that's just say, yo, students, girl, sometimes I'll be like, 
Blessings Don't get me wrong. But that's why I'm not in education. That's not my calling. I think you got you got to know your calling. Like I love to do bulletin boards all day. Girl, let me tell you something. No. Growing up, my sister and I had to do bulletin boards every summer. Okay? But when it's time for my mom to go back to work, we would be coming into the classroom with her and helping yes. to do bulletin boards. We was checking papers when we got like older. We had to help her check papers, all those things. I have a no. much appreciation to anybody who is in education, but I want to make sure those are that in education want to be in education and want to do the Amen. job and don't tell me about you know oh we got your kids more than you do i no. hate that comment no, i hate I that comment tell someone that one of your friends told us said that on on a social media one of your people really? yes i was just like oh. you chose that goddamn career nobody else chose it for you that part Get the fuck about it then. If you complaining about, you know, because I'm sick of people telling us that we have all these months off. Shut up. Nobody yeah, is even no. saying that. And if somebody is, ignore them. Okay, we're exactly. getting off topic. The point I like, is, right. I was like, it's follow your. I know because that's another. I, that, <laughs> that, put that on the list as topics because I have yes. a word. But uh, again, it's about following your passion and your purpose. So I just say again, live into your passion and your purpose, and then what you're supposed to do, your code of ethics will will come out. So if you are yes. here to protect and serve, that will come out. And I think a lot of these things will be solved i love the ideas about you know how they're doing background check and they're probably doing these things but mm, is it efficient mm, like what no, studies have been it's done not. clearly it's not the psych right. eval they need to add racial bias training into but they might, the police academy but they might have it but i don't think they do no it's just not efficient i'm pretty sure that they do but i'm I do sure feel like there's a difference between Cause I'm like, we don't hear as much about black officers killing white civilians. Mm-hmm. We hear about white officers killing black and brown people all the time. So it's like, what training, what training are y'all getting? Are y'all getting the same training? Why <laughs> right. is there different outcomes? Like what, what's going outcomes. on with that? Yeah. So sure. somebody needs to study that. I want to see the research on that. And what what can we do to solve it, right? Like, we know that there's there. We have to do the research to get the numbers. And there's numbers out there already. But then what are we going to do? How? What's the best way to solve this problem? I think those things of more stringent background checks and really understanding the person before you let them on the force, you know, really having an open door policy when it's time for, you know, a complaint to be made. Just an example of us not even being able to get anybody for this episode. Like there's clearly some sort of level of fear or just not being able to do so just from a PR standpoint too. Right. Right. So, right. you know, I understand that too. And, and, and it might be more difficult for someone who's currently an officer, but even for the retirees, like what role are you guys playing into it? Because you've been there, done that. You've got your t-shirt and you've got your pension at this point. How can you make sure that the things that you didn't like, maybe you can help on the mentor. back end? Yeah, men- yeah. Oh, that is a great thing. Mentor. Yes. Like, hey, this is what I would do. Yeah, Yeah. get involved and try to help it so that so many black people are just not dying at their hands. And a lot of these killings may be justified, but then a lot of them are fucking not. Right. Right. So, yeah. So for I Am Woman, Hear Me War, we all are fans of Issa Rae, correct? Yeah. I like her. I love her. So did you know she has... Wait, she's a... I want everybody to win who's black. Go. Yes. So she has a new record label. Yes, Did I saw that? that. Yes, I just so, heard that. I'm super excited. Issa Rae is making moves and taking names. So the name of it is Ray 
like radio. Oh, wait, it's called radio. And Ray is spelled R-A-E, like her name. And it's a joint venture with Atlantic Records that is dedicated to championing independent female artists. And the first artist is Tamar or Timar. I don't know how you pronounce it, but I think it's Tamar. And her first single is called Kind of Love. And it's it's kind of catchy and cute. So I saw a little snippet on Instagram. So I'm excited for the rest of our artists that are going to come out on her label. But what I'm also really excited about is for the next season of Insecure. I feel like I went through a withdrawal this summer. Ah, that's and, what I need her to focus on. I'm so sorry. Well, no, they're back in the studio Let's because go. Kelly posted a picture of them at a table reading. So they're back and they're recording. Okay. But I need them to come out like asapidly. Okay. Good. So in any event, congrats on uh, Issa Rae with her new record label and her first artist, Tamar. So this has been a great discussion. You know, as always, I enjoy talking with you ladies. For our listeners, if you want to connect with us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Files. If you know a police officer, retired or currently on the force, who is willing to talk to us, even if off the record, who wants to have a discussion with us, please send us an email at Files at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us for this very, very important episode. This has been another edition of the Fem Noir Files. Bye. Yeah.